Welcome back to Grease Chats, everyone. Today, I am joined by Artemis Kohas. Artemis, if you remember, is a previous guest on this show. She appeared on the very first episode of this podcast back in early 2020. Artemis is the founder of the Kohas Agency, and she is the director of community building for the Hellenic Initiative. A lot has happened since that show. She's even got her very own podcast now. You should check it out. It's called Now What? Let's jump into this episode and catch up with Artemis. Hey guys, before we jump into this episode, a quick note about our sponsor, Prosperity. Prosperity is quickly becoming the best way to buy and sell a property in Greece. I've met the team behind the project and let me tell you, they have built quite the experience. Search for your dream home in Greece, but do it all digitally. Find the home, tour it virtually, submit an offer, prepare the legal documents, and even apply for a mortgage. All on the prosperity.com. I myself am in the market for a home in Greece, and I will be using Prosperity all summer to make my decision by this fall as to where I will be moving to in Greece. All right, let's get back to Greece chats. Artemis, how are you? Hi, Tony. I'm well. How are you? I am well. Nice to see you. It's been a couple months now. Great to see you too. When was it? Uh, the gala? It was the gala, gala weekend in New York. Yeah, early December, right before uh, the holidays. Feels like right. feels like a, a a long, long time ago. But you think so? I think it feels like yesterday to me, and really? it's like February already. Not for me. It feels like ages ago. It was a uh, a busy holiday season, <laughs> say the least. Anyways, excited to get you back on. This is a. Uh, First time since the inaugural episode of Grease Chats, I have you yeah. on again. You were the it's very a, first episode. It's like a throwback slash evolution. Yeah. And you were telling me that that episode is still listened to because you were saying that uh, someone reached out after listening to it. Yeah, I was like, so this person reached out to me on, on Instagram and she was so sweet. And she was like, I just listened to your Grease Chat with Tony Cariotis and it was so inspirational and like, thank you. And I was like, Wow. Because, you know, you, I mean, I'm, I know that you know this, but like you put that content out there and then you don't know sort of what happens to it. And for me, like, I mean, I have a smaller podcast than yours, but it's like, okay, I'm on episode, you know, eight now. And I'm like, does anyone listen to episode one? But it was uh, definitely confirming that people do yeah. listen to episode one. For sure. For sure. Anyway, so since it's been a while, I'm sure there's a lot of new listeners on it. Maybe some don't go back to episode one. They listen to the, the latest ones only. Why don't you take a minute and reintroduce yourself to uh, everybody? Okay. Um, hi, Grease Chats listeners. My name is Artemis Kohas. Uh, I am a psychotherapist by education, an entrepreneur by life. <laughs> um, and I now work with, I have my own agency that does uh, marketing, communications, um, I work with the Hellenic Initiative. That's a big part of my job. Um, and I'm a people person. I'm a community person. I'm a you know brand person. I'm passionate about all things Greek, uh, all things mental health, all things yoga. I became a yoga instructor in the last quarantine. That part we didn't have on the first uh, chat. Didn't, yeah, didn't. Yeah. So uh, that was a new development for me. So um, all those well-rounded things. Uh, I'm, you know, the embodiment of. 
it's almost like you have a, a preview uh, a preview of my list of things I want to ask you. The next thing was what's next. You could have just said yoga now, right? Ah, well, I mean, you know, so I, the thing is I've had a dream about doing thing yoga retreats in Greece before I became a yoga teacher. Um, because I think it's one of those things that I've always used when I'm going through a tough time um, to move your body, to meditate, to sort of slow things down, to take, you know, an hour and a half for yourself. And what better place to do that than Greece, uh, yeah. where you have this natural, beautiful sunlight, uh, you know, you're in, uh, you have the sea, you have herbs, you have healthy things to eat. I mean, I've gone on yoga retreats, not in Greece. Um, and it's been transformative for me. So I've been always wanted to sort of provide that experience uh, to other people. Now I have not yet figured it out, but it will happen. <laughs> Perfect. Looking forward to it. So let, I want to backtrack. So, so obviously you got you got a lot going on there. You just named off like three, four, five different things. Why don't we take it with uh, just one at a time? Talk to us a little bit about Kohas Agency and how that started. Um, it started because I uh, had a Masika business in New York. I had a retail store, an online shop, wholesale, retail, and I believe in collaborations. And I believe that if we work together, um, we can grow a message. And at the time, when I started in 2007, there was not a lot of Greek stuff in the market. I know now it seems like it's really, maybe people don't remember that, but there weren't a lot of Greek things in Whole Foods, you know, and in all these sort of like American markets, there was like, you know, one or two products. Um, but now Greece has evolved and like they're in Masika shop brought like, you know, a whole new um, packaging and marketing um, appeal. Um, and then, you know, obviously the Greek diet, the Mediterranean diet got a lot of um, attention. And so out of all of my collaborations with winemakers, with chefs, um, you know, with even Greek designers, I would do jewelry pop-ups in the shop. Um, at some point, a winemaker came to me and said, you know, I want to do, I want to work with you. So we started doing, you know, Mastika dinners with uh, wine pairings. And then eventually um, his importer came to me and said, oh, you know what? Like I have a budget and I'd like to do a series of events, inviting press, raising awareness around Greek wine, you know, doing all these things. And can you do it? And I was like, well, <laughs> it was a Richard Branson moment, you know, like where you, you just opportunity knocks and he says, you just take it and then you figure it out later. And that's what mm -hmm. happened. And so I created a company so that I could invoice them. And, um, and then from there, it's been like, like word of mouth. Um, and it's, there are all these things that I was doing that I hadn't like with Masika that I hadn't like labeled, like I hadn't labeled like, oh, you're doing communications or you're doing marketing or you're doing you know, community building. Um, and, and those skills can then come with you to like, to, to other clients, you know, there's translatable. So transferable rather. So what is the, I don't want to say ideal, but an example of a client that if they're listening and can benefit from co-host agency, like what is it that they might be doing that they can use your services? I will say that right now. So Right now I'm working with a client um, that we're gonna be rolling out a campaign, um, building awareness around, I mean, I'm just gonna say it, it's a, I've been working with Stray Dog Gin and we're building awareness around a campaign that they're gonna run uh, around Stray Animal Day. 
And um, it's going to be really awesome. And there's going to be some launch events and there's going to be some online digital media stuff. Um, it's going to be really exciting. And I think, you know, here we are with a Greek gin brand um, who is working on a, on a larger platform of doing good. Um, and I think it's very relatable. I think people were, are really interested and they're going to be really excited about it and it's going to be fun. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question necessarily, but I um, think my job is more is about like yeah. amplifying what people are doing and helping them organize it and like roll it out. So whether it's an initiative, like you said, with the stray dog, or can it be a company that is working on a brand new product and they just need to help build it? Yeah. Like we've worked with people on branding, whether it's like the beginning of branding and like, you know, creating a tagline for them or, you know, whether it's like a, a company that's sort of reinventing themselves, you know, like we worked a little bit with the Greek online school who, who changed their name and their logo and, and have done these like really beautiful, amazing things, teaching kids Greek online. Um, you know, so we've helped with that kind of strategy too. So, and from soup to nuts of like, you know, build, um, build up more video, um, tell your audience more about what you're doing, create some new hashtags, you know, run a campaign. Um, so that, you know, those ideas are sort of like high level strategy. And then like, how are you going to roll them out? And what is your brand going to look like? And who, and, you know, some of that is like, what is your why? Like, who are you speaking to? Like, you know, I think sometimes we do things because we like them and we don't really take a minute to think like, who am I actually talking to? You know, who is the person who's my target? And, and based on that, then how do I speak to that person? Because it might be different if your target audience, you know, just your age, your demographic, like it all makes a difference, you know? Am I gonna roll stuff out on TikTok or am I gonna roll it out, you know, on LinkedIn? It's a completely different thing. Right. Interesting. Let's talk a little bit now about THI, the Hellenic Initiative. Uh, I obviously have a special place in my heart, um, yeah. and I know you play a big role there. Um, tell us a little bit about THI before we jump into your role. Just tell us what THI is for the listeners. So like the Hellenic Initiative, you know, interestingly, like when I, um, when I moved to New York, I've always been into philanthropy and I always was like a giver at my church. I was in Goya and I was like, you know, the vice president president of the Maids of Athena and the this and the that. And I, you know, was philanthropy chair at my sorority and, and when I was in college. And so when I was in New York, I, I was really excited about connecting with Greek charities. Um, and I sort of tried on a lot of them, you know, I tried on various charities, whether it was like church stuff or whatever. And the Hellenic Initiative is fairly new. This is actually our 10 year anniversary is this year. Um, so they weren't around when I first moved to New York. Um, initially. Uh, the Hellenic Initiative started as like part of a, a, a reaction to the crisis that was happening in Greece. Um, so going through all of those things, and, and at some point I landed, um, you know, the, on this new nonprofit that started after the crisis began. And basically, you know, some smart philanthropists, wealthy people came together and said, we have to help the country. Like, we have to do something. We have to do something impactful. We have to do more than other people are doing you know, here we are, we have all this help, we have this great wealth of knowledge and of course funds in our diaspora. And what are we doing? Like we need to like mobilize these people. And so the Hellenic Initiative came to be with a double mission of 
crisis relief, and economic development. So those two arms, you know, are really like you, it, it covers a lot um, because you're helping kids, you're helping, you know, refugees, um, you're helping families who are struggling, you're helping people with mental health troubles um, and all kinds of other crisis stuff um, that needs sort of like immediate uh, relief. And then you're also helping startups and you're helping people have jobs in Greece and people, you know, young people, the brain drain is a big problem, right? And so you're helping people to build the economic infrastructure where they can stay here, where Greece can move forward, you know, and provide good future for, for young people. Um, so I went to one of their events and I mean, you know, a thing is that like, of course, everybody who goes to a nonprofit event, I mean, you know this, you know, we all want to be with each other. We want to have a good time and also give back, right? So it's like, you know, we're all patting each other's backs and whatever. But, you know, what I, what I saw was that the people who were at this event were very like-minded, um, were very much interested in like rolling their sleeves up and getting really involved. And, you know, it just seemed different. It felt different to me. And uh, what's happened since then, you know, I volunteered also for THI, by the way, before I worked with them. So I volunteered, I went to some events, and then um, I knew Peter Poulos, and I uh, saw him at the one gala that I was at, and he said, uh, and he was like, oh, whatever, it's so, you know, so great to see you, whatever. And then the year after, he called me and was like, look, I know you're, you do all these events. I know you know how to project manage. I really need some help with the gala. Can you help us the couple of days, you know, before the gala and the day of the gala? That was uh, five or six years ago. And uh, so I helped them with that. And then, you know, a couple months later, they called me and said, you know, we really need somebody to run our new leaders program, to actually build our new leaders program and run it because it didn't really exist before you know if you don't have somebody dedicated to it there's so much else happening so I you know started the new leaders program I mean it sort of existed already but it was like no one was actually running it and growing it um, which is young professionals under 45 and now we have several cities and we have a newsletter and we have an executive committee and we have a membership program and volunteering programs are being rolled out um, there's still a lot of work to do, um, but I think the really exciting thing about THI is that it's global. It's the largest global diaspora nonprofit giving money back to Greece, and that's really exciting. You know, that's it's not uh, religious affiliated. It's not political. It's just about doing good and giving back and building a community. You know, I'm the director of community development there now, um, as my role kept growing. And um, I'm very proud of that. You know, I feel like uh, it's been a, you know, a labor of love, but it, there's so much love around it. I mean, that's how we know each other, right? And there's, right. I've met incredible people. And um, I think there's a lot of genuine, you know, feel good stuff that happens around, uh, around the Hellenic Initiative. Um, so, that there's some sort of secret sauce happening there. <laughs> you touched on an event that they they tapped you in for the gala. Can tell me a little bit about the success of the gala, the growth of the gala, what the gala has been able to provide for Greece. I, you know, that gala was at the Waldorf Astoria, which it was just, it was amazing. Um, 
after that, we were at the Hilton for three years. And this last gala was at, uh, and then we were virtual for one year. <laughs> and then uh, this last gala was at Cipriani Wall Street, which I think was another very fitting venue for us with those, you know, grand big Greek columns mm. outside, yeah. you know, on Wall Street. Like it was, it, it's, it was amazing. It was very fitting for a Greek organization to have their event there. Um, our gala is our biggest fundraiser, the New York City Gala. We have a London Gala also. Um, we, you know, raised over $2 million this year. Um, it's more than we've ever raised. We're incredibly proud of that. Um, we have corporations that come on board. We have individuals that come on board. We have sponsors. You know, we had, um, we had this lovely florist uh, who, you know, Starbright Florals came in and they gave us, you know, the flowers at, at cost and whatever. And then they just donated the whole thing. I mean, it was just because they came and they saw the program and they were just so moved, you know? Um, and, and, you know, so, and I should just say Nick Phytos is an amazing person who's there. And I just think, you know, it's, it's contagious somehow, you know, I think you were at the gala. I mean, I wonder, I wonder what you think, you know, you were at our pre-event on Friday night, you were at the gala. I think I you went know. to the after party. Um, the, this year's after party only lasted about five minutes. It was too packed, and I, we, <laughs> we were just so tired. But yeah, no, I've yeah. been to the last two in-person galas, so this year's and then two years, um, the year before the the virtual one. But yeah, no, everything is just top notch. And uh, I know you touched on the the new location because previously it was at the Hilton. Yeah, I gotta ask since you're involved with the gala, was that your choice? Well, it was a team choice. I okay. mean, it wasn't just my choice, but I will just say that, you know, we're an incredibly small team. There's five of us. Mm. Um, and the fact that we can pull off such big things, I think is a real testament to, you know, how committed everybody is. And the silent um, auction is a big part of it. Yeah. And so the silent auction is my baby. Mm. <laughs> Um, I have, we have a lot of help. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I do everything. We have, you know, volunteers and people who bring all the products, you know, but we set up the back end. We work with the platform. Um, you know, we do all of the uploading of the photos. And as, you know, as a tech person, you know, that that takes a lot of time, um, and make sure, you know, to dot all the I's and cross all the T's and the descriptions and, you know, it, it takes, it takes a lot. And, you know, the, we raise a lot of money from our auctions. We raise like $160,000, you know, that's mm. a lot of money yeah. for, uh, for an auction. Um, I, I was again, really nervous about the auction because I thought that my, the item that I had donated was going to go unsold. <laughs> yeah. I, I the whole know, time I'm like, please, somebody bid on it. Please, somebody bid oh on it. Oh my God. It, are it, you kidding? It, it sold. Loved it. And I got so excited when I got the email that it was sold. Yeah, but sorry yeah. I cut you off. You, you were still talking. No, but I mean, it's that like, you know, we talk by the time we get the item, then I have to, then, you know, I have to make sure that the items are shipped to everybody who wins. We have like, you know, 160 items. It's a lot, um, but they're, it's hugely successful. I've never seen such a large, well-curated auction anywhere else in the Greek diaspora. I mean, you know, and I think, again, that's a testament to, you know, people's generosity from the designers, from people like you, you know, who are donating their product um, and to the people who are getting online and bidding, um, you know, just all of it. I think it's, it's really, um, the community is just really strong. Definitely. Um, let's go back to summer of 2021. 
there was a huge event in Greece. THI stepped up big. Can you talk to me about the the help that THI did for the, the fires this past summer? Yeah, so I thought you were going to ask me about the beach cleanup. Which we'll get to that one after. Was great. But, but was I wanted to stick a, with this since we're talking and... about donations. So I wanted to stick yeah, with this yeah. one. Well, interestingly, you know, so THI is a very um, event heavy uh, organization, which many of the Greek diaspora organizations are because we're Greek and we want to get together and eat and drink and, you know, right. see each other and, exactly. and all of that. Um, with COVID, you know, we've all had to learn a lot about the digital world and like, you know, the digital speaker series is also another thing that's sort of like under my umbrella of responsibilities of like setting it up and all of that. And those have been wildly successful for us too. And come the wildfires, right? And we've done, I mean, we've done online campaigns before. Um, so we were like, okay, we're going to do, you know, and, and when we start thinking about doing an online campaign for something, you know, which is in response to a crisis, you know, we have a whole conversation about um, what are we going to do with this money? You know, we want to be responsible for the people that are giving the money. Um, I think one thing that, you know, there's a lot of mistrust out there um, for people who've given their money to organizations and then felt like their money didn't go and wasn't well, well spent. So before we even start a campaign, we're like, should we, shouldn't we? Is the government giving enough money? Is there enough money being filtered from other places? Initially, we were like, maybe not. There was a hesitancy. And then we thought that the fires were put out. And then a few days later, they were not put out and things were getting worse. And so that's when we decided to like start the campaign. And we were getting donations. I mean, it was fully digital, fully online. We ended yeah. up raising more than $750,000, which was unprecedented. Yeah. You know, for, I, don't, I don't wanna speak about other organizations, but for us, it was unprecedented. We right. were completely overwhelmed. And I mean, overwhelmed emotionally, like yeah. by the response of people who wanted to give. And when I tell you, we had donations from 10 euro or five euro to, you know, 10,000 euro and more. We had, some, you know, some of our board members gave a lot more money. Um, and then we had people like you, you know, who were helping to spread the word. We had people like Marianti Vlachos who did, made a t-shirt and, you know, yeah. all, the, all the donations that she had, she rolled over into THI. Um, and we're just like eternally grateful for that. Um, and I think, you know, it says a lot, it says that people care. It says that they want to do something when they feel helpless, like they want to do something and they want to give money to an organization that they trust, you know, and we were there to be that person for that, you know, that, that organization for them, um, you know, and we work hard at that. So I think it was very validating to see mm -hmm. that, that, that happened and also that it can happen online. I mean, it was yeah. like, it was just like unbelievable. Yeah, everything is happening online, it seems now. It even seems yeah. the world is going online with all these metaverse things going around. Well, um, maybe you'll have to teach me about that because... Yeah, like, I'm still I'm learning. Like, I'm still learning. I'm watching YouTube videos and it still doesn't make sense to me, but it seems like... Yeah, we, but you know all about the NFTs, which I feel like took me No, I just act like, like I know about them so far. I still don't know about them. <laughs> I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I mean, it's all moving so fast, right? It is. It's like, can I catch yeah, up? Um. So you, you also mentioned uh, one other thing from last summer, uh, the, the cleanup. Yeah, so 
Beach so cleanup, TGI I should is say. about crisis relief and economic development. But there are certain things that like we take on that we think are like for the good of Greece. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of those things was a graffiti cleaning campaign that we did in partnership, you know, with the city of Athens. Um, and then, you know, in partnership with the NHSA, the National Hellenic Student Association, we basically sponsor and fund a beach cleanup. And they, I think this was the third one that they did. Um, and they'll do another one this year. And I think, I mean, it was cool because we were both there and it was, yeah. it was fun. Um, and I think, you know, I, I feel like it's grown every year and, and it, I feel like it should really grow like really big, like it should be really big um, mm -hmm. because it felt good to be there and to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then it felt good to be with everybody that was there. Um, and a really great thing was, I think I spoke about how much I love collaborations is like, it's a collaboration with Ethelon, with IC, you know, it's a collaboration between US diaspora organizations and Greek organizations. And I mean, how much more special can you get? Like there were Ethelon volunteers there, you know, who got to meet like people who were coming from the US and wanting to do good in Greece. And I don't know that like, that's something that happens very often, you know? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was kind of special and we'll be doing more of that. So stay tuned for that. Like we'll be doing more um, beach cleanup tree planting. That's one of the things that's going to be happening, being rolled out under that $750,000. We'll be, you know, tree planting, um, bees, all of that sort of like nature stuff as well as giving like, you know, um, fire trucks and things like that. It's almost as if you have a sneak peek of my notes over here. My next, literally my next thing is, where do you see THI going? How else can it grow? What other things can you envision THI doing in the next few years? Well, you know, funny enough, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because, you know, it's the post-COVID era. So with COVID, we sort of slowed down, stopped, changed. And so now it's like, well, what are we going to do to grow? And my, my role... Um, at the Hellenic Initiative has grown a lot, um, you know, which means a lot more work. And I also have other clients and other projects. And sometimes I wish, you know, I had more time to do more things, but what I envision and what I think the organization is going to try to do, um, certainly for new leaders, it's on deck, new cities, you know, will be added. Like so far we have Boston, DC, New York, um, we've done, two events in LA. Um, we want to add Chicago. We have London. Um, so in fact, we're having an event at, in London at the end of the month on February 24th um, and potentially some, some New York and Boston events in, in the next coming months. But, but you know, that, that will grow. Um, and we have, I can't tell you, I get emails all the time from people that are excited. Like I live in Philadelphia. Can we do something here? I live in, you know, San Francisco, we have a very active Northern California chapter that they've basically built during COVID like on their own. I mean, like with our help, you know, but like really like the enthusiasm comes from them. Um, so it's, I think that's super exciting. I think that will continue to grow, you know, who knows, there may be a THI Europe, there may be a THI South Africa. Um, we certainly haven't tapped into the strength of the full global diaspora, you know? So I think that will happen. Um, I would like to see more things happening in Athens as well. I think maybe it's not fundraisers, but it's more of those opportunities for the people from the diaspora to come and be connected with people here. 
Um, because it's one thing to give money, you know, and to whatever. And it's another thing to see the face of a person that you've, you know, th that won the venture impact award, you know, that, sure. um, that you're funding their startup, that you're mentoring, you know, all of that's been very digital because of COVID. Um, but, you know, we have a mentorship program, like, wouldn't it be great if everybody could get together in a room here in Athens, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think the sky's the limit for THI. That's amazing. Looking forward to the next few years. See what uh, transpires. <laughs> um, now I want to talk about you a little bit. Um, what inspires you to do all this stuff every single day? God, <laughs> some <laughs> days it's harder than others, you know? Uh, what inspires me? I think, um, I mean, I look, the Hellenic Initiative and, and all the things that I do are from my heart. Like, otherwise, I don't think you have the energy or the passion to do things. You know, it's like, if, if it's not from your heart or if it's not aligned with you and who you are and who, or who you want to be, then, you, you know, how do you do it? I mean, there are plenty of days at the end of the day that I'm like burnt out, you know, that I'm like, okay, I'm burnt. I need to like, you know, Decon, you know, to disconnect and, you know, um, breathe and do, and, and, and part of that is why I do, I, I've started doing a lot of physical, you know, I do yoga and I run and like, you know, part of that is to like balance that out. Um, whereas when I was younger, I was very much only in my mind and not connected to, to the rest of me. So now I realize I really need to take time to recharge in order to come back with like a clearer mind and be able to like function and also give my best self. Um, I think it's my legacy. Like, I, I think that's how I feel. Like, I think if I can build communities and, you know, get people excited and inspired about things, then, you know, what's better than that? I love that. <laughs> um, and what, how do you define or what does it, I'll go with define rather than what, how do you define success? I mean, success to me is, it's to be able to do what I just said is sort of like, you know, to be able to do what you, you like and what your heart wants um, and, and to be able to live from that, you know, but I want to acknowledge that it, that's not possible for everybody. You know, like I feel very blessed that I uh, have the risk tolerance for it, you know, that I am able to, you know, that I've been able to work really hard, you know, and to get somewhere where I feel like I can, you know, I can survive fiscally from the things that I love. Um, every time I start a new project, it takes, it, it takes a little bit of risk because you take time away from, you know, other things that maybe are already working for you. Like there are a lot of decisions you have to make. Um, but I think that even no matter where you're at, if you can make time for the things that you love, time is the ultimate luxury, isn't it? I mean, that's success. Yeah, that's, that was a good answer. So <laughs> you obviously love starting new projects. You've done, you've created your own companies. What have you enjoyed the most about, for instance, starting the co-host agency? Uh, that's a tough one. What have I enjoyed the most, huh? Or just like a, a moment that 
steered the company in the right direction that you had to make a big decision or just something that stands out along the way that you could share with us? I think, um, I mean, I think one of the things that I feel incredibly, you know, grateful and proud of, I guess, because I, I usually, you know, the old Artemis would just say, oh, I feel so, you know, grateful and so lucky and so whatever, but like, we're never just lucky, right? Like there's also like, you've been working to get to that lucky place. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, think, there's no luck. yeah, the people that I've met along the way, um, the connections that I've made, you know, the people that have trusted me um, with their projects, with their babies, you know, cause all of our businesses are our babies and our projects and our, you know, um, our most serious relationships. Um, I, I feel, you know, incredibly lucky for that. Um, I think that that's, that's the best part to me, you know, other than like, okay, you know, get behind a brand, um, get behind a, something, an idea or whatever. Um, those things are really important, but it's the people that make the things happen. You know, it's the connections, it's the community. It's, you know, it's that. Um, and, I, and there's nothing that I love more than being in a room full of people that are smiling because you've just created a beautiful experience for them. Um, you know, that's, that's the magic. You're obviously very driven. Are you a goal-oriented, you write out goals type of person? Do you do vision hmm. boards, any of that stuff? Okay, so I'm a wannabe. <laughs> I'm a wannabe that organized person, actually. Yeah. Um, it's like those things that like you see everybody else like writes about and does. And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I should be doing that because yeah. like, you know, my life does not seem to work that way. Um, I kind of flow with things, yeah. you know, I kind of just expect the universe will provide <laughs> and things will work out. I mean, I work hard at things, but I'm not the most organized or whatever. Um, I have done two vision boards my whole life and that's, in, those are in the last year. Uh, so very new at that, but it's fun. You know, it's super fun. And as in my psychotherapy days, Um, I was doing a lot of that with the people that I worked with, but I wasn't doing it for myself. So I, and I could see how transformative it is for people. I could see like, you know, and I believe like in art and, you know, sort of getting instinctual and doing all of those things. Um, but it's like, you know, that's, it's one thing to like see it and know the importance of it is another thing to actually get the stack of magazines, you know, make the time uh, get your glue stick and your, you know, scissors and your card, you know, so I don't necessarily work like that. Um, I do kind of flow. Like I think life kind of takes you. Um, I definitely, when I take on a project, I'm super goal oriented, you know, like if somebody's like, okay, you're running my launch event, you're doing whatever there are, you know, working lists, there are action items. There are, you know, I have a team, of, of girls that work with me, you know, there's assigning them, there's deadlines, you know, there's that. So there's a lot of that in my work life. So for me, like as a visionary, that doesn't seem like what I do is like have all these passion projects. And then I like try to take one step towards it or build a partnership with somebody who can take, help me, you know, take a couple steps maybe, and then slowly things happen. That's how it's worked for me. (laughs) 
Fair enough. I'm, I feel like I fall in that same category where I, I know I should be doing goals and vision boards. I've done the goals list before and I still do, but I'm also the type that just goes with the flow. And I know, I think I know what I should be doing along the way. And like you said, just rely on the universe at times. I mean, like I, like last year, at the beginning of the year, I like to think about things or like, you know, sort of milestones. Uh, and I was like, well, I should put myself out there more. I should speak more in public. I'm to I've been totally afraid of that for so long, you know, I should start a podcast and I just sort of started taking baby steps towards that. And then like, you know, um, identifying places where I could speak or, you know, and, and it's happened, you know, now I, a year later, I have a lot more experience with that. I started a podcast, you know, so it's, it's happened, but like, I think you have to put it out in the universe. I don't care if it's like you write it down or, you know, you vision board it or whatever. I mean, you have to sort of say, okay, I want to do more of this. And I don't know, look, and then all of a sudden the opportunities, you either see them because you said it or, you know, I don't know what comes first, but. Sure. So this podcast is called Greece Chat. So I guess we do have to talk a little bit about Greece. Considering uh, you're in Mykonos, I, would, I think yeah, so. For those watching the video <laughs> edition, we'll assume I'm in Mykonos right now. Uh, where, where is home in Greece? Home in Greece, well, my, the, my heart home in Greece is Hios. Home in Greece where I am right now is Glyfada. Yeah. So that, okay, so between Athens and Chios. Yeah. Okay, so as you know, it took me a while, but I finally, finally made it to Chios. <laughs> Finally, I finally but made it like this way summer. Way too short. It was like way too short. It was two and a half days, but we did. <laughs> yeah. We squeezed like seven days into it. Mm. We went to Mastika Farms. Uh, we went to Mastichori. Uh, what is the other village? Photo, very photogenic one. Uh, the Piri. You went to Piri. We went to Masta. Uh, we yeah we did all of i think that's in the southern part of the island mm -hmm. and what else was it that stood out that we did uh, it's not coming to me but it was a great time i even picked some mastica off of a tree which was really cool <laughs> uh, but yeah i finally made it but we do intend to go back because maria also absolutely loved kios and she, it was one of her favorite parts of the trip even though it was two and a half three days um but Talk to me a little bit about what makes you special with Mastika and the culture. Yeah, I mean, okay, first of all, you definitely have to come back because all, you have a lot of friends there and you barely got to see any of us, you know? Um, some people hijacked you from, yeah. <laughs> from everybody else. You were kidnapped. Anyway, um, Hughes is, is my roots. It's, you know, both of my parents were born there. I've spent every summer of my life there. And I feel, you know, really, really grateful for that. And so many great memories of my life are there. Um, and difficult ones probably too, because it's like home, you know, it's like all those mixed feelings together. Um, it's something that my dad instilled really deeply into us that it was important to know our roots, that it was important to go back, you know, it was important to give back. Um, so, and, and half of my family still lives there. So, you know, my cousins and so on, I have some cousins in, in Athens, but most of my, you know, 
my family is in Hios. And um, but there's something about the specific Komi, which is where um where we spend the summers. And there's something about that place that to me is like magic. It's like, um, it's where I really recharge, you know, like I know there's, there's part of me that just can go through anything because I know the summer I will land there, you know, when I will have a few weeks to just be there and be home and recharge and be with my people and be sort of who I am. And I don't know, um, you know, being that my dad died also when I was 16, I think, you know, make, made me more intensely want to hold on to that um, and, and be there where my legacy is and like where his legacy is. Um, so I don't know, there's, there's, there's that. And then, you know, because I, well, growing up, like no one thought anything about Mastika. I mean, like we always all just had Mastika in our homes and didn't think twice about it. Um, is the truth before Masika shop, you know, came to be under the cooperative um, and started marketing all these amazing things about Masika. Like I had no idea, you know, like I had no idea Masika is like antibacterial and antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and has this really rich history and has been like used from, you know, the Genovese to the Turks, you know, loved Hios because of the Masika and like, and all this, like had this great big value for a very long time. And and all the history um, of it. And so, you know, I, I don't think that for me, it was like, it just very visceral. It wasn't like the history of Hios or, but the more that I'm growing and learning, you know, I learned about all the things about Mastika. Then like, you know, Hios has 92 beaches, you know, most people don't know about them. And that's one of the beautiful things about Hios. It's just, it's very authentic and it's my happy place, you know? And like all of my, all of our people, like there's a group of us that we all descend there and we have those feelings and it's like where we all get together once a year. And I don't know, it's just, it fills us all up, you know, and then we can have the, the rest of the year. Amazing. Um, can't wait to go back. We gotta go I back. think like, you know, I wonder if everybody talks like that about where they're from, you know what I mean? It is, like, it is. And I, I mean, we say the same thing about where we're from, but hopefully yeah. when I go this time, you'll be there. Yes. Well, you better plan. We have to plan it that way. <laughs> August is I'm usually there. Perfect. Um, how, so obviously Mastika, when people hear the word Mastika, they're assuming that don't know anything about Mastika, assuming chewing gum. Yeah. But give me like two, three examples of something that has mastica in that is either beneficial or they may not have known that they're consuming. Well, I think, well, first of all, you know, it's in kaimaki ice cream. It's in a lot of tureka. It's in a lot of vasilopita. So like stuff that people eat that maybe they don't know what that like weird taste that they can't put their finger on is, is often mastica. Um, but it's, we have capsules. Um, we have toothpaste. We have things that are like really beneficial for your oral hygiene and uh, gastrointestinal health and hygiene. And like Masika is very well known for that. Um, and it's used actually in some surgical glues uh, in the US. So after a surgery, you know, they put that like that glue on sometimes it's not like stitches um, and it sort of keeps the skin together and also like it's antibacterial. So it keeps it, you know, close. Uh, some unexpected and, and Mastika, you know, 
there's a very long history about like the mm. ways it's been used, but we know that it's, uh, it's actually a natural medicine, um, you know, and it's also a UNESCO world heritage tradition, which is like a big deal. Awesome. Yeah, no, I went, we went to one of the museums. I forget what village it was in, but it was pretty cool. And that's where um, in the back they had the mastica trees and mm -hmm. that's where I, I got to uh, pick at the it. The museum's pretty awesome. They've done a really yeah. good job with it. Uh, aside from Chios and Athens, where else do you love visiting in Greece? You know, I, there are so many places I haven't visited and like, that's what I really want to, you know, start working on because, um, those are like my go-to places, you know, but there are, and there are other islands that I love. Obviously I've, I'm Greek American. I've gone to Mykonos a million times, you know, I've been to Sandorini uh, a million times, like, but you know, there, are, I, this year I went to Sikinos, which like a friend of mine was like, I'm going to this remote. It's like very hard to get there. And it was like heaven. There was like nothing there. There was one guy with a rental car place and like, we didn't even need a contract. He was like, I mean, it was like, it was like, you know, going back, I don't know, 80 years. There was like nothing there. Um, and it was so great. It was like, mm. I, I want to go to more of those little remote places. And the other thing that I, you know, because I think about Greece since, you know, we think about Greece a lot, because since we are communicating about Greece a lot, is that, you know, there are so many places to go all year round. Um, you know, it was just at Parnassol, like just two and a half hours outside of Athens, there's snow, you know, and there's uh, skiing. And I mean, I don't ski, but I kind of missed the snow and I went there and they came back and there was snow in Athens. I don't know how that happened, but like, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, the landscape is very uh, varied and different. And um, there's just so many gifts that Greece has, you know, from the earth, food, wine, um, you know, agricultural stuff, but also like beauty um, I, that I want to explore more of that and, and year round, you know? Mm -hmm. So what do you, I want to quickly ask you three, uh, your three favorite Greek meals. Oh, that's a hard one. Well, okay. So there's this Taverna in Chios that we go to. It's like on the beach that, that we live on. And like, we, a lot of us eat there like all the time, like every day. <laughs> um, and we love to have lobster pasta there. Anything lobster pasta, you know, fish, like whatever, all of those, those mezzo, whatever things. Mm -hmm. Um, there are some days that I just want like a souvlaki pita, you know, often when I see of some of your posts, <laughs> I'm like, damn, that looks good. I really want that, you know? Um, and then, you know, and then I, I love the pitas, you know, well, I should, there, can I say four? I love, yep. I love the pitas, like, tiropitas, panakopitas, like what, depending where you are. You know, in Thessaloniki, they have those, the bugatza with kima. That's like amazing. Um, and like, and then I like the, you know, pastizio, musaka. Musaka, I love. If there's mm. not any potatoes in it, it's amazing. Um, yeah. I should have said some of the vegetable stuff, you know, but like, no, that's not really. <laughs> All right. And give me three sweets or desserts. <gasps> oh, ekmek with mastija. Ekmek with mastija. 
Um, I'm not a big sweets girl. So, oh, in Hios, they have masuraya, which I love. And actually a lot of people take them from the specific place of Ustakis. They get masuraya and you see them on the plane. They bring boxes of masuraya with them. Um, those, if I have a box in the house, it does not last very long. And um, what I say, Ikmak? And I love like, I love tsureki. Mm. Like it's not really a sweet, but there is a place that makes tsureki with merenda and in, in hios that I love, but like if just any tsureki, like outside, if I smell it, like I'm in, I'm buying it. Yeah. I'm, it's coming home with me. I'm eating it on the way. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Good and question. three places that you haven't been to in Greece that you want to get to. Oh my God. Meteora is like number one. I can't believe I've never been to Meteora, Ithaki, because you have to take the journey to Ithaki, you know, what's another place? I'm sure there are like a million. Um, let's see, I've been to Ikari, I've been to Amurgal. There's, uh, I want to go to like Paxus. It's like mm -hmm. tiny little islands that yep. are like. We almost went last year, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good answers. Awesome. I have just two questions left and it's the last questions I ask everybody before I let them go. Um, Lots of pressure. <laughs> mm -hmm. What does being Greek mean to you? Oh shit. See, lots of pressure. Okay. Sorry. Mm -hmm. First on your podcast. Um, what does being Greek mean to me? Well, I think about, you know, being Greek, in like the broader sense of the word of like what what does it mean to like sort of be an ambassador for Greece like what is it that I want to communicate to people about this like blessed country um and and I think of it on like a higher level like I mean not to be like cheesy but like you know ancient Greece like philosophy came from here theater came from here like I almost feel like and I say that like in terms of like also the modern Greeks need to reconnect to that Greece but like reconnect not in terms of like oh we're the best and we did all this stuff like but reconnect into that creativity and that ability to problem solve to think on a high level to be thoughtful to create communities you know to care about one another um, you know, I think that those Greek ideals and being the embodiment of that is where we need to be and like what I want to be, you know, and how I want to um, be in the world and, you know, and work with the organizations that I work with and the clients that I work with and sort of like, it's being, it's a lot of heart and soul, you know, and, and there's no, it's not it's not by accident that there's no translation for the word kefi, you know, right. it's like this, this joy for life and, you know, excitement to be together and eat and drink together and dance together and sing together um, because we have a joyful life because we've thought about all of these things. And we know that we need, you know, all of this, if there is such a thing as balance, you know, um, mm -hmm. I don't, I've traveled, I mean, I haven't traveled the world, but I've traveled a lot and it's really hard to find that feeling um, elsewhere. Beautiful, well said. And the last thing is more on your 
entrepreneurial side, business side, what inspires your work ethic? God, I mean, you know, what's really funny is like, if you really, if you ask me on like just a regular day, I'd probably tell you, I don't think I work enough. (laughs) And meanwhile, actually all I do is work. You know what I mean? Like, um, like I'll, I'll like lay on the couch at night and be answering emails, you know, Mm. um, what inspires my work ethic? I don't know. You know, I think if I had to be really honest, it's like, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and a little bit of like a person that wants to please others, not please others, but like, you know, it's like your responsibility and you have to look good and you can't Mm -hmm. not have, you know, not care about what you're doing. Like I can't, if I make a careless mistake, which I do, um, I'm like, oh my, I'm like mad at myself for like 24 hours later, you know, I can't just like, let it go and be like, everybody makes mistakes, like that kind of thing. Or if I'm, you know, I want to make sure that I'm a high achiever or like, you know, it's, it's a lot about that. I, it's a lot of pressure on myself, you know? Um, but the other thing is because I like a lot of the things that I do that I don't, it doesn't feel like such a burden, you know, like sometimes I'm really tired and I get like, you know, burnt or whatever, but like, it doesn't feel like, oh, will you, will you get up and you're like, you have to go somewhere that you don't want to go and like sit Mm -hmm. at a desk and grind and, you know, um, and sometimes people ask me like, you're so, or they'll say like, you're so lucky you get to do like, I mean, I don't, Yes. I'm like so grateful that I can be in Greece and I can work on projects that are not in Greece and I can, but that's, that's become the norm now with COVID. Right. But like, I've also worked really hard to like create this life for myself. So like, I think there's, it's a double-edged sword, right. Where it's like, people look at you and they think, oh, you've got it so easy. And and you must experience a lot of that too. Like Mm -hmm. you're a digital creator and people think, oh, he's in Greece for three months. And you know, it's so glamorous. Like you know, you're up at like the crack of dawn to get that shot that like, you know, before the tourists get there and like, mm-hmm. you know, um, that you need to think things through a little bit or, you know, I, I don't have summers anymore. Like I, when I worked for the department of education, I would leave at the end of June and it'd come back at the beginning of September and I didn't have to work at all. And that was a great summer. Yeah. And now like, you know, my sister will be there with her kids or my friends who are there on vacation, literally, because they're not working. And they'll be like, oh, we're going to be at the beach and come. And I'm like, no, actually, like, I, I can't do that every day. Um, so, you know, I think it's a double-edged sword. Um, but if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like that hard. Exactly. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> That's the motto. Awesome. Artemis has been a lot of fun. Uh, if there's anything so else fun. I'm forgetting to talk about, here's your now's the time to jump in and tell me. But I think oh. we covered a lot, right? I think we covered a lot. If I, I missed anything, just board. remind me. But I'm pretty sure we covered uh, a lot about Artemis, Kohas Agency, Hellenic Initiative. I was going to ask what's next, but you kind of jumped into that early on. Yeah. How you brought in yoga now, so maybe we'll see you in the retreat in Greece one one of these we'll years. See. You better come if I plan one. <laughs> I will be there. I will be there. Better have space. Yeah. Don't sell out before you tell me. <laughs> oh, please. No, no, no. You're going to be the first one. It's reserved Perfect. for you. Yeah. And, and uh, you want to share how people can find like 
you on social media or your co-host agency? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is at Masika girl. Uh, we also have at Kohas agency, which talks about a lot of our work, but also celebrates, you know, all, all the things we talked about really entrepreneurship, uh, the clients that we work with, the, the girls that are on my team, um, who are very dynamic, you know? Um, so there's lots of info there, uh, as well. Our website is www.thekohasagency.com. Um, yeah, I mean, you and, and I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on, you know, all the platforms. Not TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. Uh, gotta get you on TikTok soon. I know you keep telling me that, but like, I'm like one more platform. Ah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but um, feel free to connect with me anywhere. I'd be very, uh, I'm very open to that. Amazing. This was uh, Artemis Kohas on Grease Chats, and Artemis, thank you again for coming on. Thank you, Tony. um, I'm sure we're going to do this again. I know one of the times we did it, we didn't actually get to publish the episode. That's a story for another day. But the original episode is on the podcast. (laughs) It's episode one. And um, thank you again for coming on almost two years later for the the second official time. I think two years will be in a few months, but we're close to two years of this podcast. And um, good luck with your podcast as well. I know we didn't talk much about the podcast. So if you want to take a second and at least give us where, where we can find your podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, now what? My podcast is called Now What? And the, the thought behind Tony's been on. So you can definitely listen to Tony's, uh, you know, Tony's interview. I, the thing I like to talk to people about on my podcast is, is their struggles, actually, on their entrepreneurial journey. Um, and how like sort of slow it down a minute and like, you know, talk about how you, how do you get up after you've fallen, you know, Mm -hmm. um, how do you keep going? How do you pivot? How do you do those things that we don't talk about that much actually? Sure. And that was Uh, a great episode. So if you guys are listening and want to go hear my discussion about getting up when you fall, head over to get on a podcast platform and just type in. Now what? Now Artemis Kohas? Artemis Kohas, yeah. And go, I, you know, if you want to hear me put Tony on the spot, that's yeah. a fun one. Yes, that was a great conversation. That was a great conversation. Yeah, it was. Anywho, Artemis, I'll see you soon, whether it's in the US thank or you. in Greece or somewhere else in the planet. I'm sure I'll see you really soon. And uh, thank you guys for listening to Greece Chat. Like once again, this was Artemis Kohas. Thank you, Artemis. Thank you, Tony. Have a good Bye. one. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, learned something new, or were inspired, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to check out The Prosperity for all your real estate needs in Greece. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.